Welcome to the Life Room Podcast. Real life, real Christians, real struggles. Our mission here is simple. Our desire is for everyone to understand how the Word of God is relevant to their lives. So each show, you will hear a short teaching followed by a brief discussion on how that teaching relates to you in your everyday life. So share with someone and allow God's Word to come directly into your living rooms, your cars, or maybe into your office. Welcome to the Life Room. Our lesson today will be coming from Isaiah chapter 9, verses 1 through 6 of the NIV, this Christmas. Our text today will be once again coming from 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 7 through 9 of the New Living Translation. Thank you for not revealing Paul's thorn. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7 through 9. Even though I have received such wonderful revelations from God, so to keep me from becoming proud, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger from Satan to torment me and keep me from becoming proud. Three different times I begged the Lord to take it away. Each time he said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I am glad to boast about my weakness so that the power of Christ can work through me. Today is part two of last week's podcast session where we looked at thank you for my thorn. This week in part two, our theme is thank you for not revealing Paul's thorn. So last week we saw where Paul begged God to remove his thorn, but God did not see it as beneficial for Paul's thorn to be removed. So instead of removing it, he provided him with grace. It has often been speculated about what Paul's thorn could have been and everything people come up with is simply a hypothesis because God nor Paul or anyone else in the Bible ever mentions what his thorn was. I want you to see how intentional God was in not revealing what Paul's thorn was. By not revealing Paul's thorn, it gives us hope that whatever your weakness is, whatever you're struggling with, he has enough grace to cover it. Think about how easy it would have been for Paul to reveal what his thorn was. Think about how easy it would have been for one of the other New Testament writers who knew Paul to reveal what his thorn was. Because as we know with people, we are quick to want to expose others for their flaws instead of praying and covering them. So I don't think it is a stretch to say that there was probably those who were interested in trying to expose Paul and the fact that despite how good a writer and influencer he was, he was not perfect. However, I believe that Paul's thorn not being revealed in the scripture is not even so much for Paul's benefit as it is for ours. One of the simplest principles that allows you to be an effective Christian is understanding that we have no space to boast in our own strength realizing how weak we are apart from Christ. Paul had such a beautiful understanding of this after his transformation. He now realizes that as just a man, I got issues apart from God. But just this realization is a huge shift for Paul because as you may remember, as Saul, Paul was known for boasting about his knowledge of the law and how he was the Pharisee of Pharisees. 
Paul once thought that his knowledge and understanding of the law made him more righteous than others. One of the biggest reasons I believe that Paul was such an opposer to those who were preaching Jesus is because at the time, Paul did not see himself as needing a savior. So he could not understand the need for Jesus. But after Paul's transformation, look at how his thoughts transitioned. In Romans 7 and 21, Paul says, when I go to do good, evil is all around me. Notice him highlighting I. He understands that no good thing dwells in our flesh. But then he writes in Philippians 4 and 13 that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Paul now understands that it is impossible to live a life pleasing to God without realizing how ineffective we are on our own. Without realizing that as saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Spirit I am, we still need to constantly repent from our sins. Therefore, we can't lead our families apart from God. We can't lead our churches apart from God. We can't even lead our own lives apart from Him because when we do, that is when we will find ourselves in the most trouble trying to do things on our own. But with Him, we can achieve the impossible and have abundant life. With Him, we can have what He promised us. With Him, we can be healed from the things that have broken us and have caused us so much pain. It starts with understanding that as flawed as I am, His strength is made perfect in our weakness. Watch this. God could have easily removed Paul's thorn but maybe he left him with it so that you could recognize that he does not need you to be perfect. He needs you to be available. Let me tell you something that may not be the most popular thing to say. The church is a perfect organism made of imperfect people. So no matter what title I hold, it does not exempt me from having a thorn, from having issues. He does not need you to be flawless. He needs you to be willing willing to repent from your sins, willing to acknowledge that I'm nothing without him, willing to allow his love to cover a multitude of our sins, willing to allow his grace to be more than enough. I think the church can really help to heal many people when we begin to have honest conversations on our struggles and how dependent we must be on his grace so that my thorn does not overtake me. I want you to fill in the blank on what your thorn is on today. And then I want you to see God providing you with his grace that will allow you to be as influential as Paul was. This is the part I need you to get. Even with Paul's thorn, he wrote 13 books in the New Testament. Even with his thorns, his flaws, he is thought to have started at least 14 churches and have heavily influenced countless of others. See, although he had thorns, because of God's grace, his thorns never hindered him. They, they were never able to consume him. They were always chasing after him, seeking to sift him as weak. But I believe that he had an intercessor that prayed for him when he was weak, that held him up when he felt like giving in to the thorn. And today, even with your thorn, 
God is about to use your thorn to encourage others. Yeah. Even with your thorn, God is about to use you to break generational curses that have been plaguing your family outside of Jesus himself. I'm not sure there was another man who shaped the history of Christianity as much as Paul did. And he did all of this, catch this, with the thorn. Yep. You see yourself as damaged. You see yourself as not in position where God can use you. But God does not see the damage because he sees that you're covered by his grace. Thank you, God, for not revealing Paul's thorn. Because with it, I now see that I'm bigger than my weakness. I'm stronger than what I've been through. I know I said it last week, but somebody needs to tell God thank you. Because you've been walking around thinking that something is wrong with you because you got saved, but you still got areas of struggle. Well, let me tell you that God's grace is going to help you so that your thorn does not overtake you. His grace is going to tell that weakness to behave because you have work to do. Thank you, God, for not revealing Paul's thorn. Well, we hope you enjoyed today's podcast. My name is Sean. And I'm Salante. We are your podcast hosts. In our discussion session today, I want to just dive a little bit deeper into thorns and, you know, what Paul struggled with. And as I indicated in this text today, you know, Paul's thorn was never revealed, you know, and I think that is a good thing for us because we all have our own thorns. We all have things that we struggle with and uh, things that, you know, are difficult for us. And what is important to remember, I think, from this text is that, you know, Paul was, you know, saved. You know, God had cleaned him up, but he still had struggles, you know. And the Bible indicates, you know, why he kept his struggle was, you know, that thorn was it was there to help him, to keep him from becoming arrogant. You know, but whatever reason that we have different things that we struggle with. One of the things that I first want to encourage you is that, you know, don't be so discouraged that, you know, you feel like something is wrong with your salvation because you're saved, but you still have things that you're struggling with, that you're dealing with, and that you have, you know, that you have to stay close to God with, or that thing will creep up and try to overtake you. That is normal, you know, but today in our discussion, we want to talk about, so what can you do when you know you have that thing that, that triggers you, that, that thing that if you're not careful, that thorn can become a vice for you. What can you do, you know, as we trust God and his grace is with us, how do we allow that grace to surround us so that our thorns aren't becoming an issue? So, so like I said, my question to you, what are some of the things that you think that, you know, we can do with that is, uh, that is important that we do to make sure those thorns, you know, kind of stay and not overtaking us? I think one of the big things um, is being consistent and spending time with God. And what I mean by that is spending time with God is having a carved out time to where it's you and God. You have your word because that's how God speaks to us. That's one of the major ways that he speaks to us through his word. His word is living. And so we know that when we have issues or struggles, we can almost always go to the word and find something that can give us comfort, that can tell us how to deal with the situation. Um, there's also times of prayer and fasting. The Bible tells us that some things only come by prayer and fasting. So sometimes to be able to overtake those things, we have to then try to kill our flesh, which is starving our flesh. 
through fasting, whether that's we're fasting from food, we're fasting from social media, anything that can hinder you from being able to get into God's presence and focus on him to in turn figure out or come up with a game plan, so to speak, on how to handle these thorns. Absolutely. Definitely agree. You know, so we definitely have to be, you know, strategic and we have to dedicate, you know, those specific things to make sure that, you know, we are, you know, um, able to allow his grace to just continue to surround us. I was reading an article um, and it was indicating that reading your Bible four times, at least four times a week, and then it was showing all the different things that it decreases when we read our Bible at least four times a week. It was showing things such as, you know, um, our anxiety decreases um, this percentage, um, our our um, desire to seek and, and seek out things that aren't of God decreases this percentage. And so what I think it was just indicating is basically, you know, if we've had to, you know, really think about it, it's saying the more that you are seeking him, the more that you're in his face, the more that, you know, the enemy does not that he he. He does not feel comfortable being in that place, you know, there with you. The more we are in his presence, the more he is able to speak to us, the more he is able to lead and lead us and guide us, you know. And so that's the biggest thing, because when the thorns in our lives begin to creep up, it, it begins to become distracting and it begins to take us away from his presence. And, you know, and so when we when we are you know, dedicated and we are making sure that, hey, I'm going to make sure that I'm in his word. I'm going to make sure that I'm in his presence. Then it allows us to hear his voice more than we hear the voice of our thorn, the more than we hear the voice of our struggle. Uh, absolutely. And to piggyback on what you were saying as far as, you know, reading the Bible um, and what it does when we do read our Bible and how it helps to draw out other things, we also need to be mindful of any kind of triggers that we may have, such as if you have, uh, if you deal with anxiety, you have to be mindful of what triggers those feelings of anxiety. And also, we need to be mindful of the entertainment that we watch. You got to think, enter that root word, entertainment, the root word is enter. And so, we need to be careful of what we're allowing into our eye gates and our ear gates and into our spirit because those things can either sometimes fuel that thorn or those thorns that we may have. Um, or is it something that's taking us away from the getting into our word and spending time with God? Is it okay? We're reading our word and then we're going out, we're watching, you know, things that aren't, um, pleasing to God or uplifting. We want to always make sure that we're doing things that's going to uplift us. We don't want to go and undo what we've done by our reading the word of God, by our praying, by our fasting. Absolutely. And, and you know, it shows that. You know, once we become saved, yes, it's our salvation is a finished work, but it's also a process, you know, you know, to be able to be able to, you know, get into a place where, you know, I think the key word is discipline, you know, mm -hmm. um, because discipline is not just, you know, thrown on you when, you know, when you're saved, you know, that will be perfect. <laughs> that would be great if it was. But, you know, these things, a lot of our behaviors and things that, you know, we may have gotten involved with, those things came over time, you know. And sometimes we have to understand that we have to build new, you know, a new habits. We have to build new ways of, of discipline. We have to discipline ourselves in a way that we don't put ourselves in position where the enemy can so easily beset us, you know. So we have to understand that that you know with this you know god will grace he will give us the grace to defeat this thing 
but he also gives us strategy. You know, he's going to tell us and he's going to show us what it is that we need to do. And we have to be obedient to his voice when he speaks to us so that he can help us to overcome these things and that we can walk in obedience. Absolutely. Father, in the name of Jesus, Father, we say thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for this time that you have allowed us to go deep into your word. Father, we just thank you for your presence that is with us here and is with your listeners, wherever they may be right now. Father, I just pray right now for your people with whatever they may be dealing with, whatever they may be struggling with in silence. Father, I pray right now that you would help them, give them strategy on how to overcome that thing uh, so that they can understand that you're with them. Father God, I pray that you shower them with your grace that will make this easy so that they won't they won't feel like they can't get through this thing. You did not come so that we, you know, should just go through life and, and feel like everything is a struggle. You come that we might have life and that we might have it more abundant. So from this day forward, we speak abundant life. We speak we speak a life that is full and plentiful. We speak a life that is totally healed from the pain and the past trauma that we may have dealt with. Father, we just pray right now in the name of Jesus that you would touch us. Heal us now so that we shall be able to do the things that you have assigned for our hands to do. We thank you. We love you. We bless you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, we hope you enjoyed today's broadcast. If so, visit our website at liferoomcc.com to hear today's full episode. Also, learn more about the Life Room Community Church coming soon to your area.